Gabe Neitzel has never been more correct in his entire life. When he says that our loyal listeners will come through. <laughs> Didn't even have to ask. On the garbage. Don't even ask. Just bring it. You don't even have to put the number out there. They just start popping and popping and popping and popping and popping. So many suggestions for other terms that Alan Lazard could have used yesterday when he told us that he just got hit in the gonads. And we also have Eric Name from The Athletic here. To also contribute to this conversation. You're a wordsmith. You use words for a living. Uh, but he doesn't like puns. We know that. So. That's true. I am delighted to be here. Um, <laughs> well, at least he was. You know, sure. always the highest high that I get. Um, so on the Bucks beat, due to our Australian friend, Kane Pittman, he used to cover the team, uh, Wallabies is what we call Wallabies. Straight shot to the Wallabies. Oh, I've never heard of I that. I kind of like it, though. Yeah, it's, it's a fun one. list. It's yeah. a fun one. It's it's definitely fun. Wallabies is just fun. To what say. is a wallaby? Besides a, your balls, it's like an animal. It's like a rodent, maybe a varmint. I don't know what you'd call okay. it. <laughs> Tracks, yep. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bad decisions being made with the wallabies. Uh, so gonads gives us the slang term nads, which then even is more slangier nards, which somebody mentioned on the talk and text line as I haven't well. Heard nards since I was in fourth grade. I love nards. That does make me think of elementary school. Bits and marbles, cojones. You hear cojones a lot. Mm -hmm. Is that uh, Spanish for something? No, but like you hear cojones. I guess you could throw onions out there too. Yes. Yes. Like rarely do you get hit in the cojones. Usually you have cojones if you do something. Very important distinction. You know, that's true. Like you've you've got bit you know if you do the if you're doing the Sam Cassell dance but it's like marbles when they were talking about no marbles. Major Major League 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 League. League. Two. Who sings the balls song? Okay. What? Is that a Sesame He's Street got original? big balls. She's got big oh, balls. So but that... he's got the biggest. Eric, if you want to leave, I'll understand. It's fine. That is ACDC? Yeah, big it's balls. ACDC. There you go. I There's your bump music. it was a Sesame Street. Schoolhouse rock type of tunes. Big bird singing about big balls. <laughs> We've got Eric Name here, so we would be remiss if we didn't ask him about the Bucks head coaching search. Sounds like there were a lot of people in town, Eric. What can you tell us about where we are at in that process? Yeah, I mean, John Horst uh, is a very thorough person. Uh, so you go through a whole list of interviewees. And, you know, I think it's interesting with all of this stuff, uh, you know, with the advent of Zoom becoming far more popular. I mean, I can pop out an interview whenever I want. Like, it doesn't, we don't need to be in the same place. So I do think as you look through that long list, I think it's about a dozen, 15 people long. Um, I think you're going to have varying levels of seriousness and thoroughness throughout all of that and how long those conversations are going to be. Uh, and then eventually you get down to where we are right now, where there's three finalists in Nick Nurse and Adrian Griffin and Kenny Atkinson. So you, you have those three that have kind of come through this whole process and are now in a situation where this week they're going to get to have the, the longer, deeper conversation with John Horst. With ownership, you know, with with all the people that matter, kind of around the bucks. I know there's a tampering element to this, but were they hopeful to get Ty Lue? Yeah, I, I mean, something I had reported very early in the process is that they were considering other coaches that currently had jobs. And when you're looking at, you know, some of the best of the best, obviously Ty Lue's a big part of that. And and I think kind of to his credit, it, and we see this a lot of times, you know. Obviously, Chewy in college football, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Saban says, "Oh yeah, no, I'll take that job." 
I just want a raise. Like, just yeah. just give me a raise. Sure. And, and I think they're using it for leverage. One hundred percent. So you're seeing, I think, a lot from Ty Lu here, where he knew that there's going to be a lot of jobs opening, and he could say, "Hey, you know, I'm not totally happy with the Clippers, but I could be happy if you tear up my contract and give me five more years." Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you get to that spot where I think that will be where Ty Lu ends up. He's going to be with the Clippers, but he will have a brand new five-year contract that pays him at the very top level uh, of all the coaches. So uh, this is something that uh, obviously when you get rid of someone like Mike Budenholzer, who obviously has his warts, but overall that's someone that had a top 10 defense every year, a top 10 offense every year. The Bucks had the best record over the last five seasons when he was the coach. Like You look at all those things, the standard has to be really high, which is why I think at the start of this process it was like, all right, no one is off limits. We need to find the absolute best coach and figure out how to get that guy to Milwaukee. Adrian Griffin is the one that's a finalist that I know the least about because he hasn't been a head coach. Sure. But I've talked myself into I would be the most excited for him as a fan because if he gets the job, to me, he did something that impressed John Horst, that impressed management, and impressed Giannis enough that they decided that this was our guy. What do you think of that take? So, I'm a big believer that anytime you have a head coach opening in the NBA, what you should do is hire a first-time head coach. You know what a retread looks like. You know what, if I coach for five years in Brooklyn, whatever it is, I've seen your resume. Doc Rivers. 100%. You go down the line, I know what your systems look like. I know how you're going to do things. I know what you're good at. I know what you're bad at. I know all those things. And I know that there's a limit up there. Unless we're talking about Eric Spolstra, for some reason, coming to Milwaukee, I know there's a limit to what you can do. This other person, I I, I mean, I don't necessarily always want to reference Family Guy while talking about a coaching search. Mystery box. It could be anything. There could be anything <laughs> in that first-time head coach. And, and I tend to believe that you're going to get greater innovation there. You're going to get new ideas. You're going to get stuff that the league hasn't seen before. When with all those other guys, you already have that. People have already seen that. So I'm a big believer in that. In this situation, I don't think the Bucks probably can do that. I think they do have to go safer. I do think they, they need to find someone that is going to bring in the big resume and let everyone know, like, I know what I'm doing. I have a ring. I've been here many times. Whatever it is, like, you, I think for the, for the franchise and in a situation where you have a guy in Giannis Adetokounmpo that is the very best in the league and someone that... At a moment's notice, again, I'm sorry, people in Milwaukee, I'll whisper, he could leave. Mm. At, at any point, that mm-hmm. that's possible. I'm not saying he wants to. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm just saying there has to be a standard, and you have to show him we are committed to winning, and that a lot of the time leads to someone that has that experience. All right, so but so let's say it ends up being Nick Nurse. If sure. you hire Nick Nurse, why fire Mike Budenholzer? Thank you. It's the same picture. Right. And again, everybody talks about Kawhi. You point to Kawhi and him kind yeah. of riding his you know, elitism to the title. For sure. And, and I think sometimes what happens in the NBA is you just need a new voice. I, I think what you saw from Bud, you know that he's good at a, a whole bunch of things, but you can't forget that there was a timeout with half a second left in the game. Mm-hmm. You you just can't do it. That series to so me. So that's a non-negotiable. I, I just think there was no way in my mind that he could walk into that room next year. He could walk into that locker room and have the full confidence and faith of that entire roster because 
we all saw the exact same thing. And yes, Giannis was out for half that series. And yes, you know, when he did play, what whatever. All of that did happen. But after five years, there was multiple playoff runs where the Bucks came up short, Bud didn't have the answers. And then in those final couple games, you have two double-digit leads in back-to-back games in game four and game five where they just looked like they were in over their head. And yeah, are you changing out the voice for maybe the sake of changing out the voice? Maybe, maybe that's it. But but I do also think that Nick Nurse has different strengths than what Bud has. Kenny Atkinson has different strengths than what Bud has. So Bud is very good. Uh, undeniably, he's going to be a coach again in the NBA whenever he wants to be. And that team's probably going to be very good because that's just what Bud does. But I do think they needed a new voice. Okay, I'm going to piggyback off of that for a moment because we're going to talk about hindsight here with our friend Eric Name from the Athletic Bucks Beat Reporter. Now the Heat are one win away from the NBA Finals. Do you judge that series differently now that you know how good the Heat are? Right, because at the beginning when it all happened, it was like this is the eighth seed that had to play its way in that was really terrible during the regular season and you were going this upstart team can't, can't make a deep run and now they may be representing the conference in the Finals. Do you change your perspective of that series with the Bucks? I don't personally. like. I still saw the same things. Whether or not that was the eighth seed, they still dropped a 14-point lead in Game 4. Whether or not that's the eighth seed or the Eastern Conference Finals champ, they dropped a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter of Game 5. No matter what, those things stay the same. And, and yeah, maybe it is you know a situation where we shouldn't have been you know as willing to say, well, this garbage eighth seed. And like I, I. I it was bad. Like they almost lost to the Bulls. Like that that was a thing that almost occurred. They're three minutes away from their season being over, and instead they're about to be in the NBA finals. So like it, it there is a little bit of a perception, but from a Bucks perspective, the things that the Bucks did wrong don't change. Those things are are the exact same as they were uh, when it was an eight seed as opposed to whoever's gonna represent the East in the NBA finals. Bucks roster is still better. Still better than well, the Well, Chewy sure. goes back yeah. to coaching, though. Chewy keeps going back to Spolstra is just better than Mike Budenholz. I yeah. still don't know if the Heat are good. They're, I think they're hot. You know, Spolstra's they're on, good. They're yeah, on a really he, good run yeah. right now. I know Spo's good. I know Jimmy's good. <clears throat> That's about all I know. So, Eric, once they hire the head coach, what happens to the roster? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are a number of big questions this summer. The To be clear, the Bucks don't really have a ton of options. There, there's always going to be the people that... You know, see what Chris Middleton does and say, well, he's not worth X, whatever that contract is. He's not worth it. Okay, that's fine. Don't pay him. You know, you know how much money you have to pay anyone if you don't pay him? Zero. Zilch. Whatever other words you guys want to put on the poll to figure it out. You have zero. No more dollars. None. You have nothing in your pocket to go spend. That wasn't a shot, was it? Uh, No, I I was just trying to... I felt a little shot. He was trying to fit in. I was trying to help. I was trying to help. But that's that's the situation that you're in. And it's the same thing with Brooke Lopez. Like, okay, yeah, you think... Brooke could age poorly, could be too slow, could lock you into a style of defense that you don't want to play with a new coach. All those things. Okay, cool. Let him go. You don't get to sign another center. You you don't have any money. The Bucks are constructed in such a way with the, the luxury tax and the salary cap rules in the NBA. They can't go out and sign anyone else. So there are a lot of Bucks fans that are like, oh, maybe they should improve or change or whatever it may be. And that's fine. But... You do have to keep in mind that 
this team is limited in the ways that it can construct a roster. And there is a lot to be said for just bringing those guys back. And sure, there are Bucks fans that would say, let's sign and trade Chris for somebody else. Okay. Like, I think that's something that you can consider. But one other thing that we've seen now, and talking to Jen's idea of kind of hindsight, um, the number two team in the East is the Boston Celtics. Are the Boston Celtics going to stay the same next year? I don't know. Jalen Brown has not been so excited to sign the Supermax extension that can be offered to him this offseason. Maybe Jalen Brown is a, just says, I want to get out. I'm going to demand a trade. All of a sudden, the Celtics, who are the number two team in the East, don't look that good. The number three team in the East, Philadelphia 76ers, juggernaut all year, Joel Embiid, MVP, James Harden probably going to Houston. All of a sudden, the third team in the East isn't very good. I think as this postseason has unfolded, I think you're seeing a real situation where I know the idea of just bringing it back, rolling it back, just with the new coaches, the change is scary to a lot of people because, well, we didn't improve. We didn't get better. We didn't do these things. Well, if everyone else got a whole bunch worse and you guys made your change, you decided that we need a new coach, we need a new voice, all of a sudden it ain't looking so bad at the top. You, Mm -hmm. You were already at the top and you made your one change. Maybe your one drastic change is the coach and you keep all the same roster, and all of a sudden you look like a brand new team that's rolling through the Eastern Conference. He's Eric Name of The Athletic, joining Jen, Gabe, and Chewy here, giving us an update on the Bucks head coaching search. I want you to stick around, because sure. I got a dilemma that we came across this past weekend, and you're a big restaurant guy. Like I go I to you for the local restaurant scene. I want to know your take on what happened to us this weekend when we went out on the town in Milwaukee. Eric Name, thank you so much for the Bucks insight. Athletic hanging out with us a little bit longer here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And I'm so glad because Eric Name is in on the restaurant scene here in Milwaukee and beyond. Even when he goes to other cities for his basketball duties, he's in on the restaurant scenes there. So we went out to dinner on Saturday night and my brother-in-law ordered a steak, medium rare. Came back medium well, like no pink, all brown, done, tried it leather okay yeah, that's no good. so he calls the server over we had the whole thing like should i send it back should i not like uh mm. calls the server over and says hey we asked for medium rare on the steak you brought us medium well the lady's like i'm so sorry let me get my manager the manager comes over she says so sorry about that sir would you like us to make a new steak it's gonna take 45 minutes for a new steak my brother's like 45 minutes for a medium rare steak that doesn't make any sense but we'll pivot I'll have a pizza instead. Great. Ladies, like, we'll take care of the pizza for you. We'll take care of your first round of drinks, and we will take care of any desserts your party chooses to get. My brother's all like, okay, fantastic. Thank you. She puts the pizza order in. My sister, who's sitting next to us, goes, she didn't say the steak. My brother-in-law goes, no, it's implied. It's implied (laughs) that the steak, because they made it wrong, we asked for medium rare, and they made Uh it medium well, it's implied that the steak is coming off. She's just saying we're going to go above and beyond to to make up for our error. Well, I don't like where this is going. (laughs) Well, when we got the bill. Mm-hmm. And the steak, $110 steak, Oof. one of these bougie spots, yeah, yeah, yeah. still I mean, on the that's bill. That's the only place Jen goes, obviously. Still on the bill. <sighs> My brother-in-law was furious. He said it's implied that yeah. they're taking off the thing they erred on. That's implied. Everything else is just supposed to be gravy. That's all the cherry on top of the sundae. Yep. Was no. he right or was my sister right? <sighs> Man, that's really... So I would have thought... Actually, just wait. How much of the steak was eaten? Mm, 
he had a pe- couple pieces. My sister had a couple pieces. I had a piece, but it was a big steak. It was a uh, a thirty six ounce Ooh, steak. Okay. I think I they think... were sharing. They were sharing the steak. It was their meal. Like they so, we're not ordered an they, entire did, cow. Did they charge for the pizza and stuff? They after? they did not charge for the pizza. They did not charge for the first round of drinks, and they took uh, and they took off the desserts. Now only two people got desserts, so it ended up coming to ninety dollars. Oh yeah, that's no good. No, if it was a hundred ten dollars steak, I would just take off the hundred ten dollars steak. Like don't don't even offer me the other things. That's what my brother yeah. said. That's what my brother in law said. He goes, right. just make it fair. Right. You messed up on the steak. One hundred. Take no, off yeah, the steak. We'll pay for the other that's stuff. Bad. We'll pay for the pizza. Well, we already thought we were paying for our drinks. <laughs> my sister goes, but that's not what she said. She said, we'll take care of the pizza. We'll take care of your drinks, and we'll take mm-hmm. care of your desserts. Yeah, that, that's why not. are you chuckling? Because I can't get over the forty five minutes to cook a medium rare steak. What the hell is this? Maybe that's why you're that wrong. chef immediately. <laughs> well, was it was it a pretty busy restaurant? Very busy. So, what so are they his order no. Well, his order the goes to the back of the line. Should go to the assuming. front of the line. No, well, there up should the first go. Why? There's other line, people right? that are going to pay. Messed and not up get your the mode. first order. You got to put it at the front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. What are, are you trying, trying to tell me? You're not crabbing about a medium no. well versus no. medium rare I w- steak. I would eat it and be like, well, no, maybe next time. That's because you know you're too soft. You're too soft. I'm aware that I'm soft though, so that's why it's not a big deal. Soft. Way, yeah. way too soft. I know I'm soft, I guys. Mean, maybe keep medium. It. No. Maybe yeah, you can medium. get away with medium. So that was the thing. Well. Yeah, there would need to be around. some pink. On. Yeah, he passed some. it around the table to be like, "Well, what do you think? Well, what do you think?" And ever, and I was like, "You <laughs> 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 got some water, chewy." This is like beef jerky. Yeah, no, I'm good. I need yo. So, so again, his point was, it's implied yeah, that they no, should take off the thing they messed up. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Especially a place like that, 110 bucks for a well, steak. But I mean, seems like a decent amount of the steak was still consumed, even if you were just passing that, it around. That, to try that it. is where that is where that, I, I think would. that's that, that's where it gets tricky. If right. how much of that steak was consumed? If you take one piece of that and you look inside and say, "Oh, that's not right," you raise your hand right away and say, "Excuse me, I'm sorry, this isn't right. I'm willing to wait though for a new steak or here or we're gonna get a pizza instead after you hear the offer." Once you've all tried it, be like. I'm not sure. Let me keep trying this steak. I'm, you're out then. Well, but it was four of us. It wasn't that we all were keep trying, but my brother, and he was looking through it. He was like, let me find the pinkest piece sure. I can. Tried that one to see, well, maybe this is a good medium rare piece. It was not. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. it wasn't like we were gorging on it, being like, this is disgusting, but we keep eating it. <laughs> like, it was, we were tasting it. We were kind of having that debate of like, should we send it back? Should we just try to enjoy no, it? I mean, there's just no way you should have been charged for it. There's just no way. Yeah, I agree. There's no way. So you cut it up, so then it was really spread around. So it was the kid. They cut it up. It, it was comes... the kid trick of spreading the food around the plate. Now it looks like you've eaten more. You right. screwed yourself. Yes. If we would have just pushed it all together, look, and we put it in the shape of a steak. We barely touched so, it. So if I can get some closure on this, then the only fair outcome here that was assumed was everything that was his meal from that point on should have been taken off. No, all we wanted was the steak taken off but it, what, the what, bill. What, what if he had still had to pay for the pizza yes, and the desserts and the drinks? Yes, he was fine with that. He was no, fine you with were, that. I that. But it's uh, the trickle down. It's the trickle down because Jen's never going to go there again. Easy, Ronald Reagan. And you're going to tell Say your no. friends to never. That's what I do. I'm and like, don't go to this place. Yeah. I haven't mentioned the name of it because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person dogging the restaurant. But the point is, when you go to a place and they mess up, is it your baseline? Is it your default setting that whatever was messed up is removed? And anything else they want to do is like 
gravy. It's all it's well, the so cherry on in top. In my head, they shouldn't have offered all of the Correct. other things. They shouldn't have been like, oh, well, we'll make up the value elsewhere. Literally, just take out the steak and get yeah, you a pizza, and, then, and we're good. Yeah, we're good. I, if I pay yeah, twenty five, thirty, whatever it is for the pizza, fine. I'm okay with that. But all they tried to do is just like. Why don't we swap in a hundred ten dollars yeah. yes, worth yes, of food yes, yes. for you? And no, that's that's Chef not. Ed weighing in on our ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line saying, if the kitchen messed up the steak, your steak should be top priority. The new steak that they're making. I'm assuming that Chef Ed has worked his way through a number of kitchens and <laughs> But it seems like it wouldn't have been if it was gonna take forty five minutes. He was clearly going yeah. they were just well, gonna throw it to the back of the line. So but again, I think again it's they, all they of... mishandled all of it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. The right. whole thing. Yeah. I disagree. The no. whole thing. I understand Chef Ed's been been in kitchens, but here's my take on it now as a business person is okay, I have other tables here waiting for their food. They're already going to pay. I'm gonna hopefully not screw up their food and probably not screw up their food. I'll get all the money made back right away there. <laughs> this person's already having a Bad time. I don't care about their bad exactly. time. Got to make it. sure that everybody else has a well, good here, time. Well, here, are you worried about the hundred ten dollars or the thousand dollars? No, you're worried about else. them coming back to the restaurant to eat and not telling their friends that will not go there. Or maybe their friends are like me. I'm like, well, calm or down. if you put them to the front of the line, now you're making everybody else have a bad exactly. time, and everybody and else you're is going to come more back. Money. John in Chicago weighing and saying, this is ridiculous. A one hundred and ten dollars steak should be reimbursed in addition to the freebies to make it up yes. to you. It makes up for the inconvenience of having to replace a steak dinner for a pedestrian pizza. I, I just think but, they compounded their mistake. They start. They made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. You own it, and you throw another steak on, and that's it. We're good. And you don't say it takes 45 minutes. You just get it done. But I also know you, Eric, as uh, Milwaukee's foodie, like sure. the, the most famous foodie we have. Um, wow. you're, not a, you're not a steak guy at a restaurant. No, I tend not to be a steak guy at a restaurant. That's because he's smart. Because you can it. cook a better one at home, right? Nah, because steak's overrated. That's why. Oh, I mean, I think so. I don't. I, I think steak is a little bit overrated. I think the problem with a steak is it tastes like a steak, no matter where you steak it. Exactly. Like no matter what, as Chewy said, I can buy a really good cut of meat mm-hmm. and I can grill it myself, and I'm not going to spend as much or do as much. And te- when I am on the road, I'm not ordering steak. Because I would like some local flair. I would mm-hmm. like some local flavor. Like if I'm in Miami, I'm going to go to a Cuban joint. Because mm-hmm. I, I can't make Cuban that way. Like how could I? I'm not that talented. But can I make a steak? Yeah. Steak's pretty simple. I can I can make a steak. So yeah, I, I would say steak, the general idea is good. But it's it's just eaten too much. Jay Love There's in the 414 wing and saying the 45 minutes was to discourage you ordering another expensive 36-ounce steak. That's right. That Which is, I don't love that, that strategy. Right. I'm not going to lie. Like, right. I don't want to be manipulated. You know what I mean? I don't well, want to I mean, be... they already had to waste... They, they screwed up one steak, you know? Just give me 45 minutes to make your medium rare steak. What? In what world? <laughs> from, from what I know of steak, that's not... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's Again, not I'm, medium rare. I'm no expert. Maybe, well, at wait, 200 wait. degrees it is, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's the problem. They cooked the first one for 45 minutes. they <laughs> got to adjust the cook time. Yeah, can, can we get it down to 30 minutes? <laughs> that's exactly what my brother-in-law said. He goes, oh, now I know what went wrong. <laughs> You set the timer for 45. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric, we appreciate you hanging out with us here sure. on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good stuff about the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching search and restaurants. Those are your two uh, areas of specialty slash expertise.